Fen by Kate Lazel. This week during Show and Tell, I told the class how it's our favorite holiday coming up. I told them how we were worshipping trees and dirt, and the spirits of the past billion years. I told everyone what you told me, so they'll all be good mud-dwellers. I told them about how the spirits live under the swamp in bright, squishy layers. Then I shared them Daddy's book, but I didn't say it was Daddy's. Miss Soper knew, but didn't rat on me. I'm helping Daddy with the sales. I said, everyone, have you read Jim C. Darling's Encyclopedia of Swamp Learning and Lore? And I told them they can read more about the spirits in the learning section under decomposition, but that they'll have to buy the book to read it. Then today, it was finally Halloween. I stayed in bed, though. I did not try to get up and beg Daddy to have breakfast candy. I was feeling so low down, like my belly was filled with silt. We've been like this lots of mornings, except for sometimes when Daddy makes pancakes or other times when I go into your bedroom and sit on top of him and paint his nails until he says, Judith, in a mad but nice voice. But most days, Daddy and I stay in our rooms. Today, Daddy came into my room and sat down on the bed and gave my head a scratch. I do not feel in a celebrating mood, I told him. Me neither, Daddy said. Let's dress up exactly as we feel. I feel moldy, I said to him, and then he did a laugh that turned into a little bit of crying. I feel small, Daddy said, like that toad bug on the windowsill. Okay, I said, I'll be the moldy maiden, and you be a toad bug. The moldren maiden, Daddy said, the maiden of mud and dark and moldren places. After that, Daddy and I had candy bars for breakfast. Then Daddy got some mushrooms from the swamp and stuck them on my tiara from last year. And I took an old blanket and made Daddy a brown triangle toad bug cape. Except I did not feel like getting candy from the neighbors. When we see them now, they apologize and whisper to Daddy, how am I doing even though I'll be standing right there. Instead, Daddy and I played in the swamp all day climbing the tupelos and giving the bumbles their sugar syrup. The best was when Daddy and I played Swamp Maidens. He's not as good as you at it, but Daddy said too bad, he'll have to do. We sat on the boulder by the pond, and Daddy braided my hair. I scratched some moss off the boulder and gave it to him. Tibitula, I said, which was all of a sudden his new Swamp Maiden name. Put this moss in my hair. Splendid, Tibitula said. Swamp maidens share each other all their secrets, I told him. Then Tabitula shared that not many people know it, but there used to be whales around here. I made both of us be quiet then, in case we could hear their fossils singing. When we got back to the house, Daddy had a phone call, and I ate more candy. I could not stop dancing around, just like in harvesting season, when I eat too much honey and the whole world tickles. I stopped when I saw Daddy holding his head in his hands almost like he didn't already have a neck to keep it up. We're going to town, he said. I didn't want to go, but he said it was important. He cut the honey boxes down into big squares. Imagine there is a marsh panther, he said, trying to eat the swamp. We need to scare it away with our signs. I had a lot to say to that marsh panther, but I still don't know how to write. I sat there thinking while Daddy made his sign, remembering when you explained to me how Daddy's book worked. The learning part, you said, is like detective work. Daddy takes a leaf or a skull or an insect and follows it back through time like a thread. 
Lore is when you can't quite understand a thing, but you got a feeling, and you make something up, a story or a character or a song, so as to get closer to whatever it is that can't unclench you. I remembered your example of when you were little and afraid of the dark. To get you less scared, Grandma told you that at sunset, a giant bird catches the night in his mouth and pulls it across the sky like a blanket. Then you felt like you were being tucked in. I sat, watching Daddy write, and I thought about that giant bird. Nights here have not been so good, being as you are still not ever there in the morning. Then I was looking at my cardboard, and my face ran down with tears, and my nose was uncooperating. I like how Daddy let me be like that. Not like Miss Soper, who rushes to me and says, Are you okay, Judith? in front of the other kids. With Daddy, I just sat there, wiping my snot off, and that's how I got my idea. I drew a big mouth with fangs and a long, pearly body. I didn't give her eyes or ears, just two slits for a nose and a huge mouth so she can yell and scare the marsh panther away. I explained her to Daddy in the car on the way to town. Her name is Fen, I said. She's got no eyes or nose, so she can't see or smell good enough to get out of the earth. She's been down there for a billion years, feeling everybody one by one come down and join her. She's cried so much for each of them that her whole body's become wrapped up in mucus, but it's like a cocoon that keeps her safe under the ground, so as she can do her special job of protecting all the spirits. If the marsh panther comes, she's going to get mean and yell at him till he leaves. Interesting, said Daddy. So she's like the tongue of the earth? Nope, I said. She's just a prehistoric worm dino. All right, said Daddy. You know better than me. Then I patted his seat on the back. What did you write? I asked him. Save our swamp, said Daddy. When we got to town, there were people on the hall steps with signs. Dolores was there with her mommy and daddy, and also Mr. Swift. He shook Daddy's hand, and then we went inside. Inside, lots of people were quiet, and some were yelling. I recognized Mayor Nelson in the front of the room. I've seen him lots of times before at the diner, squirting ketchup accidentally onto his tie. He had some men up there with him, and right opposite them in the front row was Miss Soper with her own sign. She was standing and almost shouting. Mayor Nelson had to stop talking because her pipes were bigger. Then he started whispering to a fat man next to him who was wearing a too tight, too hot suit. It was making his body look like our marsh, all wet and spongy. I imagined if I poked his belly, tadpoles would scatter beneath his skin. Mayor Nelson yelled into the microphone and introduced the fat man as Sal from Potash United. A lot of folks booed, including Daddy. I did exactly what they did, acting very involved with my sign, holding it up even though my arms were tired from all the tree climbing and yelling and even stomping my foot. The mayor explained about mitigation, a word I didn't know that stuck in my mind like a troublesome burr. Miss Soper cut him off, saying, Don't explain it to us, Bob. Explain it to the kids. I was feeling very jazzed, so I ran up. Daddy tried to grab my shoulder, but Miss Soper waved her hand at me. Hello, I shouted. I am the kid. Mayor Nelson was looking maddish and pointed at me until his friend came down off the stage and started leading me back to Daddy. What do you think about this? His friend said. 
This man Sal is going to borrow our swamp for some time, and in exchange, you're going to get a new desk at school, and new books, and we're going to have new roads in town, and a new library, and lots of other things. I wanted to ask what else could Sal do, and specifically, could he bring you back from wherever you went? But then Miss Sober grabbed my shoulders and swatted at Mayor Nelson's friend, yelling, Borrow? Borrow? The mayor's friend kept talking to me, ignoring Miss Soper. Sal's gotta dig up the swamp, he said, but when you're grown up, he's going to give it back, and it will look just the same as how you remember it. Liar, Miss Soper was yelling really loud, and then everyone started yelling and Mayor Nelson stepped back from the microphone, shaking his head at Sal. I stared at Sal, who was going to dig up the swamp. He had the blue eyes of a marsh panther. I dropped my sign then and ran up on stage, poking him in the belly. Turns out there were no tadpoles in there, but when I poked him, I could hear Daddy say one of those words we're not supposed to say, and then I heard Miss Soper laughing like she'd gone crazy. Listen up, I yelled at the fat man, Sal. I know a monster mud dweller. She's ribbed like a worm and scaled like a snake. She's got big teeth, and she's gonna come on up out of her mucus shell and eat you if you keep on. Then Daddy was on stage, lifting me up and backpedaling, but I kept on. And don't you know not to wear suits in the subtropical region? Which is a term I learned from Daddy's book. We had to go after that. Daddy told everyone we passed that I had too much candy, but Miss Soper said, Good job, kid. You get extra credit. In the car, Daddy and I had quiet time until we got back to the swamp. Then we parked by the pond and... Turns out, Daddy had another candy bar in his pocket that was melty, but still very eatable. Is whatever borrowed Mama gonna give her back? I asked him. Daddy was silent for a long time, licking chocolate off his lips. I don't know what I'm supposed to say to you, Judith, he said. Daddy has been saying this a lot recently. Sometimes he also says, I don't know what to say to Judith, and then I know he must be talking to you. Like I did the other times, I just gave him a pat on his back. Do you remember, I asked him, how Mama said that every day the cypress and the herons and everything down to the beetle gets fed up on the ghosts in the earth? Is she down there now? I asked. Same as the dinos, marsh panthers, and all the creatures who passed? Is she headed there to compose down in the mud? Daddy still had his brown cape on, which was supposed to be the hard shell of a toad bug, but it was all soft and wrinkled from when we were yelling at Mayor Nelson and Fat Sal. He was looking out at the trees across the pond with their scruffy beards hanging down and getting wet. He was still, as if he was part stone. I made my voice low like his. Decomposition, I said, is a process by which detrivores and decomposers break down dead matter so that it may be recycled back into the earth as part of the nutrient cycle. Daddy was shaking his head and smiling at me. You're smarter than me, he said. Then he said, real quiet, I'm screwed. So I gave him another pat. The toad bug, I kept going in his writerly voice, is generally oval, flattened with hidden antennae and bulging eyes, also known as the laughing bug, I said. Next, I tried to say the one about the bladder wart, but I laughed every time I started. Daddy laughed, too. Are you mad at me? I asked him. For yelling? No, said Daddy. You are very rambunctious, and the world needs that. 
I asked Daddy what he needs, and he looked at me very surprised. You know, he said, one thing I do not need is more candy.